0: Happy Monday! Welcome to another Sneak Preview. I'm Connor Izagari.
1: I'm Caleb Leje.
0: And today we're discussing two horror flicks. First, the insanely gruesome Taiwanese zombie movie, The Sadness. And then the lackluster Stephen King adaptation, Firestarter. Uh, So, pretty uh, opposite ends of the spectrum here. We got epic creative new horror and the same shit that keeps ruining King adaptations again and again. So yeah,
1: interesting show today. Yeah, at this point we really gotta we really gotta hope that the Salem's lot is in the right hands. I know Ron's producing it, but it's also Gary doverman directing it and he did Annual Comes Home, which I found to be mediocre at best. So Ugh.
0: Firestarter really really burned me, pun intended.
1: Really, uh, this, this one—I I feel like you already got burned a while back on Pet Cemetery, and then this one just added to it. I keep getting my hopes
0: up, and it keeps not working out, and that's a bummer. Because you know, early on in the you know, early days of the of the King Renaissance resurgence, we had it, which was great. We had Mister Mercedes, which started out great. Castle Rock was promising, and it was like King's back. And
1: then it got worse. I am still so fucking mad that Cast Rock got canceled after two seasons. Because I thought season two was such an improvement over the first. And I was like, dude, give me give me a season three. Like, holy fuck. And yeah. then I get the news that, that no, we canceled. And I was like, fuck.
0: Yeah. And here we are. Still still trying to make something work. Uh, yeah. Before, yeah. Before we get into all that, let's see what happened last weekend, Phil. Last week, in film. Only one trailer to discuss this week, and it's a pretty deep cut. The teaser for Medieval, a war epic set during the Middle Ages from Czech filmmaker Peter Jackal. It's set for a September 8th release and stars Ben Foster, Till Schweiger, Sophie Lowe, Matthew Good, and Michael Caine. Uh, I, I I know I just... Like before we started recording, I've, I learned you, you've you never heard of this movie, which I figured it's not getting a lot of attention, but it, I think it looks pretty cool.
1: Well, so it's it's a good cast. Um, but yeah, I never... It's one of those trailers that slipped past me. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. All I got with medieval stuff right now is I'm, I'm very like Balls Deep in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm a Viking assassin, and it's quite a bit of fun. Nice.
0: Yeah, this has, like, it's like a biopic of some, like, legendary 15th century Czech warrior or something. I don't know. But Michael Caine did the voiceover. Ben Foster's, like, the main guy. It looked intense. So I, check it out when we're done here. Uh, I think you might like it. It had a, kind of a Last Duel vibe to it, but without all the drama. Okay. Uh, a sequel to Dirty Dancing is in the works with original star Jennifer Grey. Long shot and warm bodies director Jonathan Levine set to direct, and apparently she wants Harry Styles to be the boy toy to her older uh dancer thing. I haven't seen Dirty Dancing, I just think it's weird that she he's like 40 and she's like 16. <laughs> so, no hey, fair. don't 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 you deny the power
1: of the Swayze. It's the 80s, anything goes. Technically, anything still goes because Hollywood has proven time and time and time again. If there's two things they're apparently okay with in their films, it's uh, underage uh, relationships, or however you want to put that, in uh, incest. They just like they just have zero issues with either of those two being plot points, apparently. But in the '80s,
0: they both had to be hot for people to be okay with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you get someone like fucking Patrick Goddamn Swayze, and a very young tuneful Grey, I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> well. They're doing Dirty Dancing again. And Jennifer Grey, who hasn't really done anything besides trash talk, her relationship with Johnny Depp that lasted like a day. Uh, she's going to be in it, getting trying to get some of her clout back. So I don't think this is going to work at all. Uh, so we'll see.
1: I don't, I don't think anyone's asking for a Dirty Dancing sequel. I think the most people that usually when it comes to the Dirty Dancing fans, it's people that really like Patrick Swayze. Like it's usually like diehard Spacey fans. I think that's one of his best films.
0: I've yet to meet anybody who's like, Jennifer Grey is my favorite actress of all time. And I can't wait yeah. for Dirty Dancing 2, God willing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to say the biggest draw of that movie was, was, was the man, the myth, the legend.
0: What I'm worried about is Top Gun Maverick being incredibly successful and we get a giant surge of 80s sequels that nobody asked for.
1: Yeah, right. This just completely just like destroys the King Renaissance. That's done. And now instead we're getting 80 sequels. As Ferris if they Bueller, are two,
0: 16 Candles, two, Weird Science, two, <laughs> Police Academy, need,
1: nine. Like, I don't need Matthew Broderick back as Ferris Bueller. I'm okay.
0: Is I guarantee you if like the, the looming success of Top Gun, which looking like it's going to be a hit, all of this stuff is currently being pitched. I guarantee you.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's Broderick doing anyway? Of am being married to. Oh, and that, you know what? It would it'd be almost fitting if he did do a Ferris Bueller stays 2 because his wife is currently fucking filming Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, my God. I just fucking clicked on that. Oh, no.
0: What's going to be? Ferris Bueller at, like, working an office job and realizes,
1: oh, my God, I wasn't paying attention.
0: And life did pass me by. I need to do something fun. And his boss probably like hunting him down and that's going to be like, I don't know, fucking Zach Galifianakis or something.
1: i are going to find a way to cram the famous Bueller. Bueller. Ben Stein's
0: still alive. I'm sure still wanting to check so i I was like that
1: you know that's gonna be the other thing because based off what i've seen in the trailer for top gun 2 it's gonna go it's gonna repeat shit from the original you're gonna get your volleyball fucking beach scene you're probably gonna get you know danger zone at some point it's not gonna be be
0: kenny loggins though it's gonna be some shitty you know modern band doing a version of danger zone
1: question is would it be a modern rock band or like a modern rap band what would fit more for that it's going to
0: be like an evanescent style. It's going to be during like somebody's funeral.
1: <laughs> like a sad have, danger like zone. Beat, I have the beat of um, Bring Me to Life, but it's danger zone. <laughs> oh, somebody needs to mesh that. <laughs> that is true, too. I forget that they do that. they just like, hey, let's take this really happy song and just make it slow and depressing, like smells like teen spirit and black widow to the point that I did not. Yeah. Remember they did that. I'm remembering.
0: I'm like, yeah, that was a bummer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. That was one of the better ones. I thought actually, but still bummer to the point that I remember when the Batman came out, I think I was on one of these shows at WU. I thought they did the same thing. I was like, God damn it. You know, like, you that's the actual song. I was like, Oh, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh <laughs> They
0: do it in trailers all the time. They'll take a popular song and just make it sad. And now that's trying to add drama to a trailer. It's got to the point where like I play bingo with it. I'm like, oh, there it is. Who had fucking 10 years after I'd love to change the world? Who had that?
1: Yeah, it's it's like a trend that just kind of no one's talking about, which is crazy. No one's talking about, but it's been happening for a fucking while. And it's to the point where I'm getting bugged. I'm just like, stop doing that, please stop taking a popular rock song from long ago and remixing it to something somber and depressing. Stop it. At this point, just make it a fun rap song for I care. Do something other than a somber thing with it.
0: Well, we'll see. I want to rap.
1: <laughs> I want a rap version of Danger Zone. God damn it.
0: That'd, that'd be awesome. I can't wait in Dirt Dancing too. when we get like a, you know, a sad new version of I've had the time of my life. Ah, this is just so misguided. Uh, <sighs> speaking of sequels, nobody really asked for Paul Feig is going to be directing a sequel to his 2018 sleeper hit, a simple favor with Anna Kendrick and Blake lively returning. Uh, remember that movie? Yeah.
1: i never watched it, so it didn't really look that good.
0: Yep. Same. I had to work it. So I saw it a lot of it out of sequence and none, of, none of it made sense to me. So that's that's all I got for Simple Favor. Never watched it.
1: Uh, for Marita you're going to say he's doing a sequel to Bridesmaids. I was like, "Ah, oh, they don't make they very rarely make uh, sequels to comedies apparently." Um some of these guys
0: Simple Favor was his like branch out of comedy, which I think cuz in the trailer like I kept expecting a joke to drop and it didn't happen and it was like the movie just felt like all set up to a joke we're not getting. It just it had this the trailer had that vibe.
1: Oh, they don't know how to sell a film that is not, I don't, okay. I I don't care. I didn't care. Anybody watch the first film, I don't intend to watch the first film, I'm not watching the sequel. Yep, same. Speaking of sequel. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it was, uh, this one I'm, I'm looking forward to though. A sequel to the 1984 cult classic comedy, This Is Spinal Tap, has been announced with original director Rob Reiner returning along with original stars Michael McKean Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer also returning as the members of Spinal Tap, and seeing them as like old rocker dudes trying to recapture the glory that that sounds entertaining.
1: No, this this one I'm down for, and it you can make that work because how many times has that actually happened? You know what I mean? We're like these metal guys, these rock guys have been doing it since 70s, 80s. They get back together for that one last hurrah, that one last out, that one laster, and recapture the magic happens all the time. I'm sure with all the bands I listen to that are starting to hit their 20, you know, plus year existence, eventually it's going to happen with them. It it just it's a part of this the the rock and metal scene. It happens a lot, so yeah, it's a it's a perfect thing to to tackle and have fun with.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I think I have, but I'll say it again. This is Spinal Tap is the only film on IMDb to be rated out of 11
1: because it it can go up to 11
0: yeah i think i love that that's just a clever little in joke that that's that's wonderful that's such a funny stupid movie
1: (laughs) go to 11 right no it can only go to 10
0: why not just make 10 louder
1: because these go to 11 (laughs) (sighs) Ah.
0: funny yeah if that movie does happen like you can bet, we'll be doing the original Spinal Tap on FilmGasm that week.
1: Oh, yes, that'll be fun. That was news. I kind of forgot to tell Josh because so I, I try to keep him up to date on stuff. So I need to tell him that. See what he says.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, this was weird. Brad Pitt's action comedy Bullet Train has been postponed a week to August 5th.
1: So yeah, like yeah, um, okay. I never understand the random like move it one week. Things that happen, I'm like, why?
0: I think because they were afraid of opening alongside DC League of Super Pets. You don't want to open next to a kids' movie; like
1: as they're gonna true. win. <laughs> as as we've seen in in modern film, um, like I've always said, kind of goes back to like you know they make films depending on what the audience is paying money to see. And right now, what our audience are saying is that if it's not a superhero film, we don't want to fucking see it. So, with these films like Bullet Train and other stuff that are original and different and actually trying to do something different, again, you know, I'm as a lot of you know, I'm a big fan of the MCU, so I'm not going to sit there and trash it. But you know, you're definitely telling the studio what you want to see at the box office, but how much they make, how much these other films don't make. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get them. The best case, then yeah, okay, move it a week so you have a chance to fucking compete. I know I would have. I was gonna see it regardless because I personally don't want to see League of Super Pets. I kind of do.
0: I mean, it's gonna be stupid, but it's also, you know, Keanu Reeves as Batman, which I want to see.
1: I want to see him as John Wick. All right, I am still harboring deep seated anger for <laughs> not getting John Wick four, or the fuck they subtitle it this year. Yeah, I don't think it has
0: an official title yet. It's still just John Wick 4.
1: Well, Okay, John Wick Chapter 4. They're acting like we don't know that they're not going to put chapter in the title like they've done the past two sequels.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't want just a hanger-on subtitle that doesn't match the uh, the first two movies. I just don't like that.
1: Yeah, I could have lived without the Parabellum for John Wick Chapter 3. Like, I was fine with just being 3. <laughs>
0: But I am looking forward to bullet train. I think it looks funny and interesting. And uh, I was going to see it, you know, either way. And now I'll just see it the following week.
1: Let's see, what week clear now. Yeah.
0: Um, next up, Dan Stevens has been cast in the announced sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong, reuniting with director Adam Wingard after the guest. So Dan Stevens is going to be our human star for what is currently being touted at Son of Kong.
1: Yeah, I've I've been hearing about that because there's also been rumors now swirling about the Guest 2 happening. And um, it's because I don't know if you saw Simon Barrett and um, Adam Ringard put out the Guest 2 soundtrack. So they put out music for a movie that doesn't exist as a soundtrack. And apparently they just did it to be fun because they just had all these music ideals. Um, But they said that they went on record saying it really kind of sparked our creative juices for what we could do with an actual sequel so like we're not so don't count it out we're you know it could be a guess two habits i still need to see the first one i've heard a lot of great things it's a pretty bitching movie um yeah i've been hearing a lot of great things about it it's been on my things to watch so
0: that was uh on film guys and that was one of our earliest picks from the book when we first uh, started using that and we had a blast going into the guest it was a it's a really cool movie it's very dark and not at all what you think it's gonna go it's full of twists and turns and mm-hmm. dan stevens is great
1: yeah i just i i really try to support adam ringard because i went to the same school he went to for film so he was successful obviously it didn't <laughs> unlike me so i try to support him because he you know he's a full cell graduate him and um darren lynn balsman both went to a uh, full cell so i really try to watch the work granted Bowsman outside of saw makes a lot of films i just do not care to see so <laughs> It seems he's a little tougher
0: well you know he's he's got his 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 lane I mean you know he's good at making saw movies what are we gonna hold that against him
1: <laughs> i don't i I still think he's made some of the best sequels that franchise has ever gone oh, yeah. outside of six six is pretty bitching but outside of that one he's made the better sequels yeah. there's so few franchises with
0: a really good part six
1: yeah that one, Friday 13th, part six is the better, one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah
0: that's all I got. Uh, next up, this was just so great to read. Christopher Walken has joined the cast of Denis Villeneuve's Dune sequel as Emperor the IV, ruler of the known universe. Christopher Walken, ruler of the universe. What a great update. I love that he's able to swing... These giant ass franchises still. I read somewhere that I don't think he's ever turned down a role. He just loves making movies. That's why he does so many random weird ass things, and uh, he's gonna be in Dune too. Wonderful.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love walking. I don't. I I'm apparently one of the few people on this planet that did not like the lifeless, soul sucking abyss that was the first Dune. Um, so if you can't, I'm really not looking forward to the sequel, but probably be hate watching it it's like a hate fuck but with dune um
0: <laughs> fair enough it's you know it's a, it's a little bland but i i enjoyed it because i really didn't like david lynch's version so my 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 standards were low
1: i'm probably i i know me and i'll probably walk away liking david lynch's version
0: <laughs> i don't know i if you thought the first, if you thought villeneuve's dune was soulless and bland and weird this that that whole movie is the first half of david lynch's movie just condensed as fuck yeah it's not great also if you want to see sting in a speedo i mean
1: who who doesn't want to see sting in a speedo (laughs) fair enough Let's be honest with ourselves. Actually, I've got to ask, what's your dad thinking? I know he's a big Dune fan. He liked it. He liked it. Um, He took him a while to finish it because he watched it.
0: He started watching it the day uh, it was leaving HBO Max back when it was doing its original run. So he watched the first half. He went to bed. He woke up. It was gone. (laughs) So then he had to wait for the DVD release.
1: It was just bad luck. That's well, why you don't wait the full thirty days. It's on max.
0: <laughs>
1: so I think I think he liked it.
0: Uh, next up, we have two unfortunate deaths to talk about. First up, character actor Jack Keller has passed away at seventy five years old following a battle with leukemia. Keller was a prolific character actor with over one hundred and seventy credits, some of which include Men in Black Two, Pineapple Express. The Last Boy Scout, Lost Highway, and The Big Lebowski. Uh, for you Lebowski fans, he is the dude's landlord who has the dance cycle about halfway through the film. Uh, yeah, this is a bummer. I liked him. I know. I've seen. You know, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He was one of those guys who was always like, "Oh, I know that guy." Mm-hmm. And yeah, bummer to hear about this.
1: Oh yeah, well, you know. We I know we've said it before. We'll say it again. You know, character actors really are to me in the backbone, the true backbone of the film. Yeah, When it comes to, like, the acting hierarchy, like, yeah, obviously, you know, you're, you're, you you're have movie stars that are going to sell the movie to people, but character actors are the ones that are, to me, like, the backbone. They're holding everything together because they pop up, willing to do whatever it, it takes. Like, I love that they don't have to worry about how the way they look because they're a character actor. It doesn't matter. Just, yeah, they're in this quick little part. <laughs> um, so. Um, so always a loss when we lose a character actor my! Um, especially when it's prolific as him, so
0: yeah. And you know, the Big Lebowski is such a favorite of mine. So, and whenever we lose anybody from that movie specifically, just ah, it's like we lost a movie, lost a little bit of soul, and that sucks. Because I love, I love the character of the landlord who just like just mentions this weird dance thing, and then halfway through the movie, we see him doing this weird interpretive dance, and it's like, oh yeah, dude said he was going to show up to the like it, it's all it all comes together, and it's just. Yeah. Wonderful! It's such a weird scene too.
1: <laughs> that's how I feel about like certain horror, horror films as the, the the years go on and the various like actors and directors are passing away. I'm just like, oh no! Like Chainsaw Massacre, my God! Like watching that now, it's getting to a point where I think like only the hitchhiker and maybe a couple of the kids, the actors that played the kids, are still alive. Jeez! But yeah, besides that, it's like most of the people involved in that film are gone.
0: That's 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 depressing uh speaking of depressing we lost character actor fred ward 79 years old undisclosed uh thus far he's a jack of all trades nearly 90 credits to his name including road trip naked gun three chain reaction remo williams the adventure begins shortcuts and of course tremors uh this was a shock i i love fred ward he was always one of my just favorite like ah there's fred ward kind of got you know it's like this is this movie just got a little better
1: <laughs>
0: and yeah this this was a bummer uh rest in peace
1: yeah i it was that was one of those things where i was like i was hearing someone i was having a friday and happening on blaze was like the first right before i was tuning in for joe bop for the night the first thing i see was you know lost fred Ward and i was like god damn it um yeah you know as someone you know i know we did the episode on i'm a humongous fan of trimmers love the first Tremors to death and he was always one of my favorite characters. that's how i knew him was that and then like you know as i grew up you know got older and saw him pop up and i or something like oh hey that's right except for a long time i was like hey the trimmers guy for the longest time for me just because that's all i ever fucking knew him from and yeah it's it sucks i i really liked him as a as a As an actor, I liked him a lot in Tremors. Um, I personally really liked him coming back for the second movie. I thought he was great in the sequel as well. So, yeah, huge loss.
0: He was, um, I love him in Tremors. The first thing I ever saw him in was Naked Gun 3. Uh, More specifically, the Naked Gun 33 and a third, the final insult. (laughs) His movies are ridiculous, but so much fun. He plays the bad guy, a terrorist for hire named Rocco Dillon, who... uh, attacks the Academy Awards and he, he shows up with a gun he's like, everybody freeze and no one gets hurt. And he fires his gun in the air and a dude falls off the railing and he's like starting now. <laughs> was, yeah. He had great comedic timing. He was committed and yeah, just rest in peace. We keep losing very specific, random, weird deaths in this, this year so far, you know, Betty White, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget, Fred Ward, like what the fuck's happening this Taylor year? Halo
1: Hawkins, like goddamn, unreal, man. Uh, and like frequently, like every week. Yeah, we almost we almost had a week. I think those. I think we've only had one week where we got lucky.
0: Feels like it's been just one week, and even then, I'm sure there was like some shitty movie news to report.
1: <laughs> just constantly.
0: Well. Before we get into shitty movies, let's talk about the sadness. Um, what the fuck? I was not prepared for this crazy nightmare of a movie.
1: Uh, wow. I, I love, I love when I text you these types of films. I know, like, I it's like when I did this to you. I did this to you on Old Boy. But I was like, hey, you should watch Old Boy. I remember the text going, "What the fuck." after i was like just watch old boy didn't you and i i love in a way understanding it too because i'm like you have because like it's a it's not to, like yeah it's part of that enjoying being like oh i can't wait to fuck the car right now because i know he's not prepared but it's also like with these types of films like you have to as it go in just you you can't be prepared there's no way in hell you can be prepared you just have to go in going all right what's going to happen and then just sit there and go what the fuck
0: yeah, I think with a lot of movies, especially horror movies, I think you need to go in as blind as you possibly can just to, so you can fully absorb the moment. And the sadness is one of those movies. I recommend you don't look up anything. Just trust our word. This is a fucking crazy movie. And it's, you know, uh, uh, makes me want to look more into Taiwanese cinema uh, and just. Clearly, you know, Taiwanese horror films
1: don't hold back anything. (laughs) Most foreign films do not hold back, unlike America. I love it.
0: I love foreign cinema because they don't care. They're just making art, they don't have a lot of restrictions. They're just like, I'm going to make this movie and then I'm going to release it.
1: And that's all there is to it. I wish to God we had that here. Yeah, no, instead we have people going, What about the children? It's like, I don't give a shit about them. Fuck
0: the children. They can watch Barney in a little insulated white room, which is what you want. And let us all have our stuff over here. (laughs) It's what they want. They want just a steady stream of PBS and only certain PBS (laughs) beamed into their kid's head so that they can just enjoy the nice little, you know, unreal world. And I can't stand that. Movies are, you know, you wouldn't, to me, it's the equivalent of like, Erasing part of a painting that you find offensive, like someone else does not find that offensive, why is this your call?
1: Yeah, well, that's my whole thing with censorship and kind of what like is kind of going on now with um the extreme version of cancel culture. I'll say it like that because I know some people are now you know all pissing and saying like, oh, cancel culture is not a thing. It's not oh. I'm not saying, like, if you use something shitty, like, you are a despicable human being, you should not be, like, yeah, you should definitely be cancelled as far as I'm concerned. To yeah, use I believe in consequences,
0: thing. but there is such a thing as going too far.
1: There is, yeah, and, like, to sit there and try to, because someone said something you do not agree with, or, like, we should censor this because you don't like it. Like, that's where it starts getting hairy for me, or, like, you know, a more recent example, right, the whole fucking Chris Rock Will Smith shit, like, oh, comedians should watch what they say. Well, okay, then why? Because if you start watching what you say, then what can you say on stage as a comedian? What can you make fun of? You know what I mean? Um, and so it's like, no, I've never agreed with like censorship in that way and going as far as we do with the cancel culture. Um, nope. Again, yeah, if you're obviously like, if you're an Amber Heard, if you're a fucking Kevin Spacey, I hope your career is shot. If you're Marilyn Manson, you know, yeah. this one speaks a little close enough for me because you know how much of a fan of his, of his music, you know, I am um i don't think that came out right but either way um but you know he's a despicable piece of shit he shouldn't be making any music he shouldn't be allowed to make it he, he should be done i don't think he should have gotten that fucking grammy nomination at all um no he should be in prison yeah so it's like there's there's a line between like you being an actual monster and there being consequences and you just saying a dumb ass joke on twitter like James Gunn did 10 10 or so years ago i think getting fucking fired over a goddamn movie well, my point is
0: that Amer- like American films are incredibly watered down compared to what we get from other countries, and this movie is a wake-up call this for that. Not watered down at all? God, no! This thing's overflowing with insanity, uh, and it's incredibly timely and culturally relevant, which I thought was crazy. It's about <laughs> a yeah
1: let see. I'll sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's like that's what to me worked about this film so well is that it's yeah, look, and we'll get into it because I, I definitely want to talk about some scenes with you. Um, <laughs> this film is brutal, this film is depraved, it's been a worthy experience, and it fits very well, but it's all for a reason. That's what's crazy to me, and I think why I liked it so much. And I don't, you'll, you'll probably won't be that impressed, you'll probably won't be surprised by my very high school and won't give it when we get to then. Um but what impressed me is that it's all for a reason. And it's all to say, like, you know, where you know, where is the line as a human being of mores and boundaries and stuff like that? You know, who you know, it's he is taking such a scathing indictment on fucking humanity in this movie. And it, it just works. It's fucking brilliant to me. The
0: the moral of the story is, you know, when there's a virus, wear a mask. That's that simple, but you know. This is the extreme case. (laughs) Thankfully, COVID was not this. (laughs) Uh, But it's a virus uh, that attacks the city of Taipei, infects the city of Taipei, and it destroys the limbic system, which makes people violent, aggressive, sexual sadists who want to kill, rape, and torture everything they see. And that is frightening (laughs) to just watch people erase their like erase their inhibitions and do whatever they want to whomever they want to do it to. And just the look like the look of them, just the black and red eyes that that was terrifying.
1: Yeah. I thought the look, I I thought the look was terrifying. also liked how they never truly explained how this thing, which has made it more terrifying for me. And again, timely with COVID because you know, there was all the, with the COVID at the beginning, like, Oh, how's it transmitting? Oh God, what do we need to do? and we're doing all these precautions and people are so getting. oh shit you know what i mean like all yeah. that craziness that was happening and this one really plays into that and in that they never explain how it's being transmitted like at first you think if you're because i know i was doing you know, i was like oh, okay so like the vomit so there's a couple times they vomit on people and then they get it i'm like okay that's how they're doing it but then someone would just get like something you know injured and next thing you know they turn like so It was like, oh, well, okay, I am assuming bodily fluids of any kind, yeah. I figured it was a 28
0: days later style situation <sighs> where if anything got in you, you had it,
1: which is horrifying to think of any kind of blood, come, vomit, piss, anything you're. Fucked. Um, but even then, they had moments where it was like, you know, like the doctor when you got the fucking axe, to the foot that was his blood, they didn't all it was was an axe, so unless he had other shit on there it's just like the movie does a good job of like never explaining fully how this thing is being transmitted it gives you an ideal but never says let me explain it
0: also they're just people like they can still just die like regular people
1: so
0: like the doc getting axed to the back like he's not gonna turn he's dead yeah uh but i love the slow burn of this how it starts out with just like people talking on the news about like you know you're saying there's a virus but there's no death so like what's really going on like you know, it's, it's like, I remember all this, like this, like, you know, I felt like Marty McFly. Like I've, I've seen this one. Yeah. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> and just yeah. the build up from there of like, now there's weird shit happening outside. And I like how it diverges from the couple. Like she goes to work, he goes to get coffee. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Um, yeah. I love that. And how it just, we get to see how they each handle the growing craziness of this infection that just takes over the entire yeah. city
1: i love how it's just like it it yeah like i said it, it draws you in real quick it establishes the people and what's going on you're like okay and you know you're you're you get sucked in you're like okay something's going on there's little hints like when she's at the you know on the roof and she stares at him like okay something's not right what's going on there um but then yeah you get they diverge and he gets to the shop Everything's normal. Nothing violent inside that's the best part. It's like, you know, if you're watching this and you're hearing like how depraved and brute because that's all I've heard before this film is like just how far this film goes. I remember thinking, like, all right, don't we want to get to it. Like, I've heard it's pretty insane. Man, it gets to this fucking diner scene, cafe scene, where this place is, where this restaurant type situation is. Yeah. Um, and it just lays down the gauntlet. Like that lady comes in and skulls the dude with the fucking uh grease or whatever the the fry stuff oh. yeah
0: well just the look of the old woman like
1: uh-huh.
0: her her eye her eyes were so sunk in her mouth was all fucked up i was like jesus christ uh that yeah, that freaked me out i love the two guys at the table like nudging like
1: what's up with that yeah. <laughs> that's, that's weird <laughs> yeah and i love how things just start to escalate in that fucking thing at first it's just her and then you kind of see as she's doing it Dudes on the background trying to and I love that the background stuff that's happening as you see it escalating around him. <clears>
0: yeah, <throat> he definitely felt like just like somebody lost in a crazy new world, and I, I like that. Like the world is the main character, and these guys are just trying to survive in it now. Um, um, I like.
1: Would you classify this as a zombie movie? oh uh, oh God! I look. I'm one of those that doesn't mind calling 28 days Enrique Slayer a zombie film. I understand it's a fucking virus. I get it. I'm saying this because some fans, some horror fans, oh my God, they they lose their shit. I'm going to go ahead and say it, and yes, I understand it's a fucking virus movie. It's a goddamn virus and not zombies. I get it, but I would put it, I just for easy classification, yes. i throw it the hell in there.
0: I'm going to go ahead and say 100% it's a zombie awesome. movie. Change my mind. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: Simon Crowder.
0: Oh God, don't even compare me to that piece of shit. Oh, (laughs) but yeah, I think yeah, it's a zombie movie. You know, to me, a zombie is you know, I mean, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. That's an 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 infection there too. (laughs) It's always an infection. That's how zombies show up. Yeah. What's the difference?
1: Yeah. So yeah, I I just I throw it in there. Yeah. Um.
0: God. Um. I loved the hard cut to cat. the train
1: yeah uh yeah when he's like running from all those things and i'm like how's he getting out oh we're on the train now okay
0: when she's he's texting her and she's not texting back and he's like oh god uh and then her on the train and the old guy being like trying to hit on her and her just being like dude stop it (laughs) like i'm trying to read stop harassing me and he's like kids today just want to be friendly just trying to say something
1: nice you got to be a bitch about it and you, you, you wouldn't stop she told totally you just stopped nicely and you touched her leg like a creep dude like jesus Yeah, i've seen you in here every
0: day and you're so beautiful yeah that's gonna work
1: i'm oh. so weird god i i love how things escalate in the like i love how things escalate in the in the cafe doing room but to me like the film just throws it at you at first but then it says this is the film we're going to be in the train sequence
0: well, it's also, you know, it's, the, it's there's nowhere to go, like they're all trapped on this train with these psychos who just start stabbing people. <laughs> yeah, I love and- how nobody does anything at first, they're like shocked, but then they're you know terrified. But I love it, it they stab like this one guy stabs a few people before anybody even notices what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I dude, look, I, I'm not gonna lie, so especially Asian cinema, especially Japanese, I should say. Is very well known for blood spraying. Like they love fucking. You get stabbed and blood sprays like a goddamn fountain. So when they got to that one kid with his like his headphones on, and he sat on the next and the blood just fucking like a goddamn geyser, just shot. I I had a I had a reaction on my couch. I literally just was like fuck yeah, like I lost it. I'm like there it is. Yes. I love when people hold him down and
0: you know a uh, cat in that one like school girl is like you know or hugging it's like it's over it's over and then someone else starts stabbing people <laughs> <Shit.
1: laughs> yeah it just keeps going and then like this is when it really starts to kind of like you start to realize oh this is the movie i'm watching because then it's being told on the loud system, something like they're having sex or raping people and you see a couple of hints of it in this scene
0: oh god yeah when they just take off their pants and start raping dudes like Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, yeah that one guy—they were holding him down. It was a coordinated uh, attack. I was like Jesus,
0: dude. And then when, as he just called the businessman, s- takes out the schoolgirl's eye with the with the umbrella, and you just see his eyes, and he's like clearly turned, and he's like, "I'm gonna hunt you. I'm gonna hunt you down until I rape you to death." It's like yeah. Jesus
1: Christ! That was yeah. terrifying. And oh yeah, and the way they held on that shot when it's in her eye, the way they hold. I remember even I was like, "Oh, that's painful. That's hurting my eye." See, how does it's shit painful. like this completely bypass the academy when it comes for best makeup? Because right there. That, the, the, is, <laughs> it's a bunch of old white dudes throwing up as they're watching this, going, "Oh, that's not cinema." As they watch Ooh. their
0: fifteen minute clip, um, fifteen minute clip of the sadness, and they're like, "No, no, no, <laughs> give me
1: Spencer again!" God
0: damn it. I want to see Kristen Stewart kind of look like Princess Diana. This isn't art. (laughs) No, Jesus Christ, man. And then Kat and the schoolgirl just like stumbling their way out of the out of the train station, trying to get away from this dude who's just holding the umbrella and quietly walking towards them. Like, geez, the restraint in him. everyone else is running around crazy. The businessman's weird restraint where he's Mm -hmm. so goddamn focused scared the hell out of me.
1: Yeah, well, again, like I, I, like the idea of this virus for how to me, people because they're all very aware. Like they're talking to their victims, and saying shit like they're very aware of what they're doing. Yeah, and the doctor says it later. It's like the urge is so strong, they can't stop. It's like they're aware. They might even feel remorse, but the urge is so goddamn strong.
0: Yeah, he said it's like trying not to blink. Uh, I love the title. The sadness comes from the fact that they're all crying. Like possibly from the fact that like they are aware of what they're doing, but they can't fucking stop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. They know ex- they're very fully aware. just, yeah, that whatever it's doing, it's affecting their, their limbic system, making them just have to keep going. Um, and we'll get more into that then when I think there's a really oddly beautiful scene at the end of the film with a cat and um, her, uh, her boyfriend, I forget his name right now. Jim. Jim. Uh, I, that's why I remember that scene. I was like, really? Jim? That's his name. Oh like okay. <laughs> I, I think this
0: thing is beautifully shot. Like there are some incredible like some incredible uh frames in this film. I'm like, I see when people say you know horror movies are like, you know, beneath them, that it's not art, that it's you know trash, I'm like, look at movies like this. This is beautiful in a really freakish sick way. <laughs> It's yeah. It's, this you can like that stuff. It's not. It's okay. Like you can. You can. You can say you like it. It's all right.
1: Yeah, I, I'm telling. I know. I texted you. Um, this is easily, unless something really surprised me, it's gonna be in my top ten for the like. This film really blew me the fuck away. I'm voting for it heavily during next year's Fangoria Chainsaw Awards forever categories. It's in. <laughs> Hell yeah! Jeez. What. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we get the really cool. You know, they they ultimately escape out of the uh, the, the train station after almost getting locked in by the douchebag. Well, <laughs> she keeps falling, and he's and cat's like, get up, get up. I kept expecting yeah. her to leave, leave her. I thought I was like, oh, she's gonna leave her. Yeah. When like, the
0: gate starts closing, I thought she was just gonna be like, fuck this, and just dove.
1: But no, she saved her. <laughs> I was like, God bless cat, and then punches that dude for closing it. <laughs> That dude was such a prick.
0: I thought, God, what, a, that guy. what a sad little man.
1: His anime will, titty phone case. We will, and just. Oh. We will get to something that was very satisfying for me with them oh, later. God. But we have to talk about this entire upcoming sequence because holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so before we do that, though, we cut back to good old Jim of Tyron. And he runs into some baseball players, some baseball kids seemingly torturing an innocent civilian well wait before that he does witness someone fucking a dead corpse i should point out there is there's necrophilia in this movie people um
0: you're not gonna make a movie about sexual depravity and not include necrophilia it's just not done
1: yeah um but yeah after he sees that and gets out of the city yeah we get to this this scene and this guy holy shit he looked worse for wear He barely had a
0: face anymore. It was just a
1: lump of bruised flesh.
0: (laughs) There was, I couldn't see any, I couldn't see his nose, his eyes. It was just mounds of pudding.
1: It was crazy. It was, oh God. And then, like, I'm thinking, like, I love how, like, he he hits him on the head and he's like, why would you do that? We need him conscious. It makes it more fun. Like, hearing these people talk to each other was, like, both, like, just a nice touch. Like, again, like, having them talk was a nice touch. It added just a different level to it. It wasn't you know they weren't mindless like
0: rage filled zombies these were people with no more restrictions who were doing whatever they want in a coordinated focused planned way which was way
1: scarier yeah um fucking if you're wondering well this scene is it's not true I figure like the guys just mangled up oh it gets bad when the guy wrapped the I think it was barbed wire or whatever around the pole I'm thinking what are they doing what's going on here and then they grab him and ram his fucking balls into it
0: <laughs> like I had, I had a feeling something was up because like when the when jim goes over there to help him you can see that the dude is clearly hard I remember thinking like yeah. is that a trick or and, but then he's like what, just stop like i was home i was close <laughs> <It's> I- like <laughs> shit okay that was that was on purpose
1: yeah, I did uh, like I didn't even pay I didn't even know that at first. So when he said that I was like, "Oh, I actually had a moment of like, oh ah, shit. Thought this was going to be like Jim's buddy for a bit and no. <laughs> yeah, the but, whole oh. I love how out. the
0: movie keeps can, like subverting expectations for that. Everyone you think is going to be like part of the team, th- there is no fucking team. Like it's it's just, you know, survive as long as possible and everyone who has like a line of dialogue it gets such gruesome deaths in this movie yes. man
1: this is a this is to me a very realistic take of like you of surviving um and then with that before we get back to the hospital so one last little thing I want to talk about before we get back to it um especially when you're, you' know subverting expectations so we've seen films like this before right lovers are separated they have to get together um, trainship is on didn't do anything too different with like you know the dad and the daughter having to try to escape the train that they were on with the zombies, which if you haven't, if you like this, I highly recommend you watch Train for when if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, um, I haven't fun,
0: yet. That's been on my list for a
1: while. Oh my God, fucking brilliant goddamn movie as well. Um, but, uh, in, so usually, right, the whole plot is they need to get back together. And usually if this was, I'm going to say, if it was an American-made film, the happy ending would be they get back together and they go to live in this now uncertain future, right? That would be the American ending. This film, at this point, before we get back to hospital stuff, I'll get into that whole sequence. Establishes that guess what? Jim's fucking infected. Because we have the scene earlier when his neighbor cuts his damn fingers off <sighs> in those fucking shoes. Which I was like, dude, you should have seen that coming. Like, you don't hold. I get it. You were defending yourself, but like that's the that's the sharp part. Your hand's there. It's ready to get fucking snipped. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, now he's forever rock and roll
1: forever fucking roll, but we get that quick scene where he's staring at the doll head and all of a sudden you see it like become an actual human head and like tongue flick around you're like you see him kind of shaking i'm thinking and that one that's when i went oh shit he-
0: as soon as a tear came out of his eye i'm like oh no we lost jim
1: yep I was good like, old taiwanese jim taiwanese jim <laughs> is infected oh man dude i can imagine
0: like you try to pitch this movie in america your career is over they're gonna call you a sick bastard you're never gonna work in this town again but in taiwan they're like yeah five million dollars yeah
1: bring us bring us a
0: rough cut in 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 six weeks
1: five million and it becomes (laughs) like a humongous fucking hit in the horror community and it's like the talk of the town
0: They're this is gonna be pitched for an american remake and it's gonna get so watered
1: down if i will not I, if it happens, I will not fucking watch it. I will not see it, goddamn. Because again, you know, like I said, like the 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 brutality isn't just thrown in to be in there for shock's sake. I'm sure he does some things to shock people, absolutely. <laughs> but it's not, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not doing it just to shock. He's making a point, and that's what like I think again why I like it so much. There's a point being made. There's very much him, and actually, Businessman says it at one point before he dies. When he tells us, like, see, you're just as depraved as I am or something like that. There is a, there's a there's fucking point when he's taking and making on humanity and, and how we treated this whole pandemic we in real life had.
0: We are a whole bunch. We are a global community of selfish fucks who doesn't care about our neighbor nearly as much as we like to claim we do.
1: Yeah. And that's and what feel, COVID showed me. Yes. And I, I I very much, I felt like that was his way of saying this in a way of like, All it takes is something to happen. We don't have animation. It's a fucking doggy dog ward out there. Um, Jesus. So, Ah. yeah. But with that said, let's talk about this entire hospital sequence because holy shit.
0: (laughs) I loved the uh, government address. When the government comes on from like the secret bunker and the general's like, now the president. And the president's like, okay, there's no proof that this is the virus that has been going around, but we will continue to investigate that. Like, dude, the election is over. <laughs> it's not happening. Stop it. And then when the when the general, like, started, turned in, and he, like, shoved a grenade in the two
1: presidents' mouth, like, fuck. I love how you see it happening. Because I remember as they're doing it, the camera kept doing tricks or anything, like, something's up. He's fucking infected. This about go south real quick, and yeah, he just fucking puts a grenade in his mouth and blows his head up on national TV.
0: I love that it's played like a Looney Tunes thing. Like it's it's almost like it's like a goofy confetti explosion, and then like you know, um, technical difficulties. Please hold. (laughs) I love that one person's like, well, now what the fuck do we do? Yeah.
1: Lost the president. <laughs> oh God!
0: Uh, when the schoolgirl gets in the wheelchair, and she's like, you know, thanking cat, like, "You saved my life. I'm not going to forget it." That was that was a trick. As we were like, "Oh, well, we'll see her again. She, she's going to make it."
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, "Oh, sweet, she's going to make it." I was like, "She's either going to make it, or if she turns, she'll have this moment of remembering her somehow.
0: She'll have a self sacrifice moment or something." But, oh no.
1: No, no, no. Instead, you know, after we have some relatively safety, finally, they start bickering in there. dude with the, uh, the, the the douchey little guy with the, the animated titties on his phone. Um, starts demanding his phone back. You know, she's trying to get a hold of Jim. And as all this is happening, who pops up behind one of the cops? Businessman. <laughs> Businessman holding... A fucking axe
0: i do real quick i do love when the guy's like give me back my phone and cat's like you tried to kill me i'm
1: keeping the phone yeah like give me a minute dude cat it's like i wanted more of her she is so sharp <laughs> in her responses like with the businessman pre like you know virus i've told you to stop i will fucking file for sexual harassment like you fucking go you fucking go cat yeah.
0: but yeah the businessman is going to go down as one of the scariest movie villains i've seen in years. Yeah. Oh my God, every just his the way he moves, the way he like talks, the way he leers at her. It, Jesus Christ, that's, yeah. that's years of, of pent up sexual aggression rising to the surface it because of this virus. Like he's been focusing on her for on, on that commute for God knows how long.
1: Yeah, and now it's his inhibition has been taken, so he doesn't give a fuck anymore. And he will fuck her to death, as he told her.
0: Yep. Axes that cop immediately. <laughs>
1: no hesitation. Nope. And they start swarming the hospital. Yeah. I like how she quickly escapes out through the side door to the staircase, which then leads to a moment that I was, I was waiting to see if you text me or not. I didn't um, care that you were business, asleep.
0: I needed to tell you, like, what the fuck was that? And
1: I, I know, and I remember when I woke up to the text. I'm like, oh, he got to that scene. Um, <laughs> but yes, he businessman wonders the hallway. Oh yeah, the prick, the fucking douchey prick dude. Uh, he hides somewhere. He hides underneath the thing. This is important because we're going to some other fucking scene with him later. Um, but yeah, he wanders the hallway and. I don't know if like they put her there to wait or they were like, yeah, we'll take care of her and then pulled the classical for sure, here. We're not going to take care of her move because other shit's going on. But I think just- they,
0: I think they cut their losses with like,
1: fuck this. She's, she's already,
0: you know, we can't make it out all together." Like every man for himself kind of situation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's just left in the hallway. Um, Mrs. Man sees her and remembers her and proceeds to take off the wound the bandage covering her eye wound that he caused earlier unzips his pants thankfully the camera is panning up but you know what's happening by what's been taken off and he uh, uh, he fucks her eye her wound as she is screaming
0: I have never in my film watching journey witnessed a skull fucking in a film so that was new, and you know, as I've often said, I'm always looking for new things in movies. Uh, didn't think that was going to happen. I probably should have guessed, considering what had happened thus far. I was like, "That's not off the menu. This <laughs> is <just> anything goes." <laughs> Good God, man! Oh, right. Jesus! And that's what turns her. He fucking the you know,
1: came in her head. Yeah, I was like the come that went into her brain um think about that for a minute uh it yeah it oh god i've joked I wow i've you know i've heard skull fucking i've heard them reference skull fucking movies i've never actually seen it granted i mean like i said the camera pans up they're not going to show it um i don't even
0: i don't think any makeup artist on earth actually can fake that one
1: (laughs) wait i have i have seen skull fucking on oh god damn it serbian film okay never mind i have seen it on camera it just came back to me they showed it in that yeah they did show in that um Um, are we sure that's not a snuff film pretty sure have you seen Um, the
0: people in that do interviews or like in other stuff are they live
1: i've seen them do interviews yes okay um but yeah it yeah I, i don't know what makes this like more haunting is like what the actual act or her screams like to this actor's credit like god damn like hearing her scream i'm like so especially, she, like, she's so weak because I think you can... It's kind of hinted that she was starting to turn. Like, there was something happening, or maybe, you know, she got fucking stabbed in the eye. She's weak. Yeah,
0: blood loss and shock.
1: Yeah. yeah. So she's just at first, like, kind of mumbling stuff. You can kind of hear her be like, oh, no, no, You know, you're thinking like, oh, she's really, like, she can't even fight. Um And yeah, once it's in there, you, you start to hear her scream because it's like, yeah, there's a fucking hard hard dick in your eye moving
0: i wonder if this is the moment that convinced that the businessman the guy who played him to sign on where he's like i'm in like because there he had to read the script and be like jesus christ okay i'll take it and like directing that day like all right so you're gonna you're gonna skull fuck this lady
1: uh bring the passion and you bring the fear action you know the wound you caused earlier with the umbrella? You're going to put your dick in that.
0: I wonder if he's like, all right, and then when do we do the scene? <laughs> <laughs> there had to have been some levity or else this shit would have gotten way too dark on set. They had to have been joking around. I hope to yeah. God. I hope they weren't like very serious. Like she's in pain and you're going to cause it. <laughs>
1: like, it had to be. Oh, bring man. the pain. <laughs> 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 but, oh boy. Yeah, so this happens. Um we we uh get uh, we get some more with cat in the in the fucking stairs, but not too much. Uh but really what I want to highlight before we get back to like cat and kind of towards the end of this film is now uh the the, 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 the douchebag kid guy I don't I forget his name. A lot of people don't have names in
0: this movie. It's just like the no, businessman, cool. cool. that they'd guy.
1: Die. Yeah, because he yeah. dies so quickly. Um, <laughs> But he gets out of hiding and starts to, I would assume, navigate his way out of this hospital quietly. And as he does that, we get, not too long after a skull fuck, we get a bunch of infected having an orgy <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah,
0: blood orgy. That's And after the skull fucking, honestly, I... I was pretty I was pretty unfazed by that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I just think it's funny that like because I remember thinking like, well, wait, what are they if they do this to everyone, what are they gonna do to each other? there's gonna have fucking depraved sex essentially? That's it. They're like, well, we're just gonna have to fuck like rabbit animals. Yep. Um, Oh man. He makes it past that quietly. I'm thinking he might get out of here. I don't want him to get out of here. But who do we come upon? The lady that spin skull. fucked he was very much you. You don't have to see her face right now. But you're like she's turned. Like how they show her, you're like, even from the back, you're like she's fucking turned. She's she's not the, one of us anymore.
0: The eye wound was much more intact than I was expecting. I was expecting a full gaping hole.
1: Just like, semen. I was expected to see it.
0: like cum dripping out of brain. Like <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that at this point, like, what can they really do to freak me out from here on? Oh, God. I think even oh. at some the Taiwanese had to be like, all right, so you can't show that. <laughs>
1: right. So like, OK, look, we got to we got to at least not put that in. OK. <laughs> um, but like any good movie, he he fucking knocks something down and she turns around holding. uh, What was it like a power throw or whatever? No, it was a uh, like a surgical saw. There we go. Yeah, they if you're Saw three that used it to fucking do the brain surgery on Tron Kramer. It's a bone Um, saw. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Um, vertically infected, iron. Like I said, not super fucked up, but you can tell, like, okay, there's a dick in that.
0: Yeah. Something (laughs) something long and hard was in that wound recently.
1: Yes. And at this point, I remember all things like, you know what? She's probably living a better life right now. Like, let's just be honest. Like i would hate i wouldn't
0: want to survive a skull fucking i'll tell you that right now
1: me neither but now to be like innovations like i'm just one of these people so they'll leave me alone like okay
0: yeah now i get the skull fuck
1: (laughs) that that really made me i had points of fun. i thought like would i want to die by these people or just become one of them like goddamn
0: i don't know would you want to in your brain be like i don't want to hurt these
1: people but i can't stop like i don't know that's that's a living hell Sorry I said it's tough in this one because it's like, do you want to be essentially like die gruesomely like that? I forgot when the trancing is when they show the one guy getting into the fucking he's pointing like his thumbs into his fucking eye sockets. Yeah, god damn, I would not want to die that way. Fuck. If
0: I I'd, I'd hope I'd have the good grace to just kill myself quickly if I saw these guys coming at me.
1: Yeah, i try to just end it if I could. Just no nope, kill me and then fuck my dead body. I don't care at that point. I'm dead. Do what yeah, you want. I don't dad, you buddy. do whatever
0: you want to my corpse. I'm not in there anymore.
1: Yeah. My soul's gone. Um but yeah, he uh he slips, she turns around, and um I guess they got done with their orgy because before he can possibly run away, right next to him is four members of the, the, the orgy gang.
0: Yeah, the fast four <laughs> show up and hold them down.
1: Yeah, Fantastic Four will pop up, but not the not the one you're hoping for.
0: <laughs> nah, the like the gross one.
1: Yeah, god the can, you imagine Fantastic like, four? can you imagine? <laughs> Like, the MCU superheroes getting infected with this shit?
0: Dude, this is what the Marvel... This guy should do the Marvel zombies, Joe. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would never fucking happen, but that would be amazing.
1: Kevin Feige watches this, and he goes, you know what? If we can get him to tone it down a bit, I want this guy for fucking Marvel zombies.
0: The Hulk skull fucks (laughs) Ant-Man. You can't open that door and expect me not to walk through it
1: all right well yeah they they hold him down and uh she bone saws i was assuming his dick or something off screen oh he surf- he was alive
0: through that entire ordeal he's screaming yeah. the blood is shooting all over them god yeah that dick came off or at least was bisected
1: Some, yeah it was it, it's no longer he's I assumed Dick because how they kind of built him up was like something's gonna happen to this guy's dick.
0: Yeah, this dude's a rapist in training, <laughs> and he's gonna get his.
1: Yeah, I know oh, he he did, he did.
0: They probably fed oh. it to him. I bet they did.
1: Oh God,
0: that was implied. That was told by a couple, a couple people. Somebody said like, "I'm gonna feed you."
1: She didn't she say that? I think so. Yeah, I want to feed it. Feed you your your dick or whatever she said. Down.
0: Yeah, that's what happens. Yep. Oh boy, them's the breaks. <laughs> Some sometimes you're having a good day. Sometimes an infected one-eyed, recently skull-fucked lady cuts your dick off and feeds it to you.
1: Can you imagine if the Chikas guys, check-ass guys, got infected with this shit? That they very rarely have inhibitions to begin with. They
0: wouldn't change that much. There'd just be a lot more rape. <laughs> but like their day to day, I feel like wouldn't wouldn't really change.
1: It's just a really fucked up Hey, I'm trying not welcome to Jackass as like some dude screaming in the background.
0: (laughs) She's Steve-O's skull fucking somebody. He's skull fucking a
1: cow or something. That's another thing I want to like I would actually want mine a sequel to wonder if like do animals get infected by this man's best friend turning on their fucking people. Oh hmm. And what did they do to their animal? Well, you know what? That probably won't ever get made into a fucking movie. We don't need I I do
0: want a sequel though. I want to see like maybe this gets contained in Taiwan, but maybe it
1: makes it to China and
0: you know takes over.
1: I I, I literally if it was on this same intensity and brutality, I would be so down for a sequel. Yeah. Or if they I you know if they do it, and it's the same guy as gonna be like we have to up what we did. So, if anything, we're going to get an even more batshit insane one somehow. Skull fucking
0: both eyes, two dicks.
1: This time, the camera doesn't move away.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, where could they
1: go? camera camera guy just runs up for a zoom and just, oh, I got to get the shot.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know where they could possibly go with a sequel. I probably won't get a sequel. This feels like a one and done. I'm what? I'm okay
1: with that. I'm I'm, just, I'm okay with that. Yeah, this is probably gonna buy it real soon because I want to keep watching it. Um, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll 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 buy this one.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, um, wait. yeah. Uh, as for the hospital stuff after this, it kind of slows down. We get a quick scene when she's running away <laughs> from two patients at the hospital. Yeah. Um, and Mrs. Mann shows up. Um, I like Locks, how like walks
0: them out. He's like, she's mine.
1: Yeah, I like how at first they're like, come on, unlock it. And he's like, I'm sorry, boys, but she's mine. And they have a moment of like, okay, you go, you're good. I'm like,
0: Yeah, it had like a my man kind of vibe to it. It was creepy.
1: Yeah, I'm like, this is so creepy. Um, and then, like I said, this is actually where she gets the better of him and uh, finally gets rid of the businessman.
0: Yeah, crushes his head with a fire extinguisher, right. dousing herself in blood. And then the doctor shows up. The doctor.
1: And this is the part where I did kind of get worried. I was like, oh god, am I gonna get like generic fucking doctor? And you know, for the most part, this doesn't deviate from much in, in the lore of like zombie films, but again, they just know how to make it different and riveting. Um, the whole idea of like, and I guess just because like they, they were they so smartly stuck with clearly doing a pandemic type of scenario, especially after it being after we just had one. This whole slip about him trying to find like the a vaccine works because of again how we were rushing to find a goddamn vaccine that may or may not even work luckily it did work um, Yes, in real life right and this kind of felt like that where was like he's like he is desperate to fucking find a vaccine
0: that whole scene was so creepy there was something off about this guy from the beginning and you just kept wondering like, what what's he gonna do and you know he makes her take the chemical shower then is like sorry about the gun you know you might be the humanity's last hope, and also I killed nine babies,
1: yeah, well, and then you're thinking like, without even giving us any warning, she goes through her closing the fucking thing, and there's a fucking infected baby,
0: yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry about that, hold on, puts on a big glove and's like
1: snaps that thing's neck, like, "What the fuck, yeah, oh." Which, that's another thing. This film implied some horrendous thing happening to babies. When they showed that one, like, baby carriage where it was just, like, a mashed thing of guts and stuff, I'm like, oh. what the fuck did they do to that baby? Oh, uh, they ate it. They fucking ate it. <coughs> oh, my right. God, man. That's another thing. This film, like, they show obviously what they're allowed to show, but they imply so much more that's terrifying and just unsettling. Um, Ugh. But, yeah, he... Yeah, he, something's off with the guy. He has that big, long speech, which... Performance-wise, fucking splendid. Oh yeah, but it def it definitely tells you like, okay, something's up with this guy. Something's not right. I want to throw this out: the performances
0: in this movie are some of the finest I've ever seen in a horror movie. Everybody in this movie is balls deep in their craft. I mean, good god, the the, the, the infected everyone who played it infected as a performance that is going to stay with me forever. They were amazing. really really,
1: the skull funk just it changed
0: you it's gonna yeah i'm never gonna i'm gonna think about that roughly twice a day going forward in my life just like fuck <laughs> i'm not it's gonna be there it's gonna be the catalyst oh god
1: oh but uh yeah no dude you're right and this is why i say man like i've said before when it comes to horror and like you know And and you know, so my own music, I always kind of put the two together in that regard. But so many people were just affronted. And again, why I love one of the reasons I love this film so much is you know, obviously wanting to get his point across with what the type of brutality shown, the type of violence he's putting on the screen. Yeah, he's also doing it to test your limit. So it's just like it's saying like, look, yeah, there's this shocking fucking shit on camera. There is orgies. There is school fucking. There is implications of what's going on there is some grotesque violence depravity but beneath that is a well shot film and a well acted film and just a, a socially relevant film and that's why like i've always been such a champion with like you know my why, I, I, not really sure why i, I kind of get so annoyed with the oscars it's just like you know saying like your esteemed trauma that's essentially safe for anyone to fucking watch oh, it was more than this film that's willing to make you uncomfortable, willing to push you, willing to challenge you, but make a really good point. Yeah. It's just like, for me, it's more rewarding. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more rewarded watching this because, yes, I was challenged and I was uncomfortable at times. And I had moments where even I was like, oh, God damn, that looks painful. But there was a good solid point made that I got at the end that I went, okay, wow, that was... Point on what you were saying you know um, To the director
0: well it felt like also He's he's kind of uh, Calling people out like if this like Why does this fake horror bother you But millions of actual deaths From a real virus doesn't Like mm-hmm. yeah it's a good point Like this shouldn't bo- this is fake that woman didn't Really get skull fucked I'm sure she's having a nice cup of tea Somewhere right now
1: <laughs> yeah
0: But there are millions of people who actually Were killed by a real virus who don't get to go home And that should scare you more than anything
1: yeah, it yeah. That's why like I'm I'm just i I just love horse so much. I and mean, this this film really to me of like all the ones I've seen this year so far, yeah. and I can actually say that because films in Jan- in June, so we we're at least halfway through the year, really encapsulates what I love about horror so much. Like the in a weird way, the funness of it. I know this isn't the most fun film. I had a good time with it. Yeah, I'm not gonna
0: lie, like it was fucking freaky, but I was glued to the screen and I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah. So. It it actually it was glorious fuck. It had a solid goddamn point, solid social commentary. Like George A. Sivan would be goddamn proud type of commentary, in my opinion. Oh, he would have
0: sent this guy a fruit basket. Like, yeah, <laughs> they'd be buddies. <laughs> you ask him to make the next Living Dead film. Yeah, one hundred percent. He'd be like, I'm going to bring you to America. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. This was this was a a weird, be- weirdly beautiful film
1: yes and actually um this really leads to the last big thing i want to talk about Because after this you know we get like the scene with this and the they're escaping to the helicopters and jim finally busts through and we get that scene where he's like you know i've I've come for you cat like i said and he's clearly infected they have a scuffle right doctor gets starts to turn as he's getting killed and he says that fucking line that it kind of haunts me a little bit when he turns and he goes all those babies i killed i enjoyed it and i was like oh you monster
0: I, I loved I was laughing how like the doctor was so careful and he left the room and two minutes later he got axed in the foot and he was he was done.
1: Yeah, because he's <laughs> a terrible shot with the gun. It was unbelievably
0: Terrible person. And she really was the key to a vaccine. It wasn't she couldn't get infected. She was immune.
1: Yeah. And then and this gets to like the final part. want will talk about both the beautifulness of like this scene coming up, but also like the ending. Um you know, she gets to the other side of the gate, locks it, and we get to me. One of the most beautiful scenes in this entire film is when she has to talk. She's talking with her boyfriend and ask him, "What does it feel?" Like? We've on this whole movie just knowing what's learning what's happening. this idea of like, like we were saying, right? They know what they're doing. You know, they cry because there's is a part of the brain going, "This is wrong. I don't want to be doing this." But the drive, like you said, like you know, how you know, it's like you know, the urge to blink, you know. Or whatever other urges uh, you have to do as a human, right? Um, that they have, they just have to. The urge is too strong, so we finally get this point in the movie where we finally kind of get an ideal. And she asks him, you know, what does it feel like? And he t- tells her straight up. He goes, "I do love you. I love you so much, and I want to be with you so I can rip your skin off." And you know, like the way again talking about the performance, man, like fucking excellent acting. Like, holy shit, the way he delivers the, that first part of, like, the love. And you're kind of, even I was a small photo. I was like, okay, okay, there, there's a part of him still there. It's still there. And then he just, without changing cadence, without changing anything, just, I want to rip your skin off your body. I was like, okay, there it is. It's the matter of fact of it.
0: You know, it's not like, you know, blah, I'm a monster, blah. It's like, no, I'm the same guy you knew. I'm just going to rip you apart. Yeah. <laughs> Out of love
1: yeah i want to rip people i think so he's like he's gonna cut her like tit off like he he fucking started describing it and like you said it was all matter of fact it wasn't mustache american bad guy mustache twirling fucking acting yeah. you know music overplaying the fucking no it was just a matter of fact fucking scene this is how their mindset works this is how it is for these people that are infected by it
0: and then we get, you know, a fucking gut punch where she gets gunned down on the roof and Jim yeah. just smiles into the camera and dies. <laughs> like, fuck. And then we get, like, you know, heavy metal music, like directed by. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. They filmed this
1: in 28 days, by the way. Oh my God. <laughs> it, yeah. God. Yeah. I love, I actually really, again, and I like to, like, you know, Obviously, it's nice to have the good ending, but because he's had such a theme of being realistic and being timely, I like how this, to me, was a realistic ending. No offense to a lot of these Asian countries. They, and America would do the same thing. I don't trust when something like this would go down in any country, including ours. I would not trust the government at all. Because my thought would, would be like they're not trying to help anyone. They want to kill everyone just try to start clean. Um, yeah, the
0: president's in some secret bunker. And the rich are going to rebuild society. They don't give a fuck about you.
1: Yeah, so that I like, and what I love is that when she starts to like kind of start laughing, the I mean, I'm sure she was in Moon, but it kind of leaves it ambiguous of like, was she maybe just like taking a while to turn? You know, is anyone truly a Moon? Maybe she just took longer, did she, or did she just snap and go crazy because of everything she's fucking been through? Which is probably what happened. That's what I, I took it. She just finally like, snapped. Um, and then yeah, she runs out there. What I love is that when it happens, the camera just stays on the, the smiling, dying boyfriend, and you just hear her scream, real quick, and the gunshots, and you're like, "Oh fuck!"
0: Movie deserves to be in the Criterion Collection. Like it should be in the selection of 2022. Just the shots, the performances, the social commentary—this is everything they look for.
1: <laughs> yeah. It. Oh look i'm gonna say right now this film's a fucking nine damn near a ten for me i have been i don't remember the last time i've been this blown away um by a horror film um and this is i mean don't get me wrong like shutter i was really glad to see spy night on shutter i'm looking forward to mad god next uh next month but god damn it's gonna take a lot to top this one i fucking loved love this film
0: yeah, it's a very high eight for me um we are going to do this on filmgasm in like a year or so. I want to revisit this film again and like see like, you know what we We see new things. If our thoughts have changed in any way, like I want to do this film again. So that'll happen next year. Probably. Uh, I heard it's based heavily on a graphic novel series called crossed. Like inspired heavily.
1: I think I've heard about that.
0: I've heard. Yeah. um, I've, I've, I've heard a few people recommend that one to me. It's like, It's basically, like, the most vicious, depraved, psychotic shit ever put on, like, comic book form. And, you know, since it's, you know, drawn, they can do whatever they want. So, yeah, there's certain things you can't film that you can draw. God,
1: see, now I kind of want to get crass so I can. Oh, my God, that explains it. It's created by Darth Enos. I know that name.
0: the boys oh yeah no shit yeah of course and those are there's a of, lot of facts in here shit gets lost sometimes
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say i'm gonna say this is a guy that from what i understand both the boys and pre even the boys i know preacher obviously on amc but the boys they had to tame it down from what the fuck he wrote i've read uh,
0: the first omnibus and yeah they've yeah they've uh they've had to you know to to make amazon feel like they're going to get their investment back they've had to turn some tone some stuff down
1: yeah i mean apparently because what i understand is that he wrote the boys to out preacher preacher so he basically wanted to outdo himself
0: yeah i I love anybody who any artist
1: who's like i can do better yeah which means apparently he's like i can do even better with crossed holy god yeah that's awesome uh so yeah
0: this was my my favorite film of the week uh, because 84 Firestarter was wasn't great. Freddy got finger can go fuck itself. Shanghai Express was was good, but holy hell. I, <laughs> this this was new territory, and I yeah, i I'm, I'm still floored.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I when I texted you, that was like literally as soon as the credits were rolling. I grabbed my phone and saying that text like, dude, you have to fucking watch this goddamn movie.
0: Yeah, I'm very glad I did.
1: What I love Uh, is that I read your review and you said I undersold it. And I'm like, I don't think I did. I was just like, that's the craziest
0: part. You were very much like very upfront about what this was. But even then I'm like, it still felt like you didn't even come close to describing (laughs) the fucking crazy shit. I saw,
1: I couldn't get into details. (laughs) So I was like, the broad view, very depraved, very brutal, but fucking beautiful. I can't explain it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, This was, this was awesome. Uh, Thank you.
1: God, no, I'm fucking goddamn. I'm. I, God, anytime someone tells me horror is dying, fucking, fuck what's going on with American cinema. Horror didn't
0: die. Eyes. It's just living in Asia right now.
1: Yeah, for, yeah, first <laughs> off, stop being so fucking the, annoying. I hate you already. But second off, open your fucking eyes and look what's in our countries because of the fucking gold mining shit. And this to me is like the newest, if not one of my most favorite. I'm putting this up there with the fucking raid and how much I like it in foreign cinema. And you know how much I fucking love the raid.
0: I do. I do know. <laughs> yeah, this was wild. Uh, awesome. I Sorry, we have to follow this with a, with a kind of a subpar shitty movie. But uh, Firestarter 2022. This movie... Looked very promising when the trailer came out earlier this year. Looked like, ooh, Firestarter, a film like notorious for being disappointing to King fans. Is getting an updated version. Looks exciting. Zac Efron's a dad. Cool. And then the reviews came out, and people were calling this an abomination, a disappointment, one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> and it's currently sitting at a 12% Rotten Tomatoes score and a not generous audience score. I can't remember at the time. I think it's in the 40s at this point. Uh, It's not good. No. And then I watched it and I'm like, oh, okay. That's what everyone hated. (laughs) This isn't Firestarter. This is somebody trying to recite Firestarter after not having seen it for 10 years.
1: Um, Someone trying to do something we don't want. Any King
0: fan is going to despise this movie and anybody who hasn't seen Firestarter or read it is not going to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> this is a terrible movie. It's a terrible adaptation. Everyone involved should be ashamed of themselves. Uh except for the guy who played
1: Rainbird. He did a good job. I would, uh, but the characters the got tried. butchered. Yeah. I was like, the actors were trying. Yeah. But- they we're trying,
0: but the writing was horrendous. All the characters, like all of their positive attributes, got wiped out. Uh all that was left was a bunch of negative shit. Like, I don't know why they keep trying to put like they keep trying to turn king characters into like superheroes,
1: you know. I, it's almost like they're they're really focused on, um, that whole shining aspect thing that links a lot of kings novels together. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, oh, we're just making it to, as like a superhero power. I'm like, that's never been the point of them having those powers. There's, they're just kids with this power. It's- yeah,
0: They're damaged, broken kids because they're having to grow up super fast in a world that wants to kill them. That's not Heroes. That's a horror movie.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what's always made it work for fucking King.
0: Yeah. Um. And once again, they've just uprooted King's story and thought, I can do better and tried to write something in the same vein that just doesn't work. All- everything about these characters has been... Completely shut off and replaced with weird attributes that don't match these guys. Like Charlie's kind of a little sadist who burns a cat alive. Um, Zach Efron Andy is like a very angry, bitter father who really doesn't want to protect her so much as he wants to kind of get her out of his life. <laughs> um, the shop is all but ignored, except for Captain Hollister, who doesn't really get enough development for you to even care about her. And Rainbird is. Portrayed as a victim.
1: What the fuck happened? <laughs> Did they even read it? Jesus Christ, man. I'm to assume no.
0: Ugh. So, yeah, I was just disappointed the whole time. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I wrote the script for this episode while watching the movie because I was like, I could probably d- use my time better right now. <laughs> yeah, I it was is- like, this is not the movie I wanted. This, I'm not enjoying this.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm- like I said, I... I didn't hate it as much as anyone else said. There was elements I liked about it. I, On one hand, I liked the pacing and the fact that it was moving much quicker. I do feel like the, the original film slows down a lot when it gets to the shop. But then on the flip side of that, they were moving so quick, they never brought it to establish a lot of stuff or let anything settle. Yeah. So it was just a lot of like, and now this happened, let's move on. And now this happened, let's move on. I
0: thought, yeah. what a tremendous waste of Kurt Woodsmith.
1: Yeah, I mean, i'm tired of actors these actors like showing up in like one quick scene horror films and then they they just disappear but then the trailer will make sure to put their scene in so we're like hey look we got Kerber smith he's about being in that 90s show red he's here yeah
0: this movie put its foot up all our asses
1: what it yeah felt like. um but rainbird i like i said i think the actor so again right right things are like but things are like I like the performances. I think all the actors are actually like doing a good job and trying what they got, but I think they're not handed that anything that great. Yeah. I'll second that. Um, I do think actually Zach Efron, you know, I, you know, I know we, we joked about, but you know, you can play dads. Now I think I saw someone put, someone put it in as like, Zach, he can play dads now. Efron, And I'm like, yeah, you know it. It's weird seeing that, but after seeing him, like he did good. Like you could tell, like okay, yeah, like he's he, he he's trying. He's doing what he can with what he has. Like I believe him. Um,
0: I saw a review that said, uh, "Firestarter: Colin, Zac Efron needs to get his agent on the phone right now."
1: <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I, this sound, on on paper though it's like fine. Stephen you know a Stephen King adaptation of an eighties movie that didn't do great it's like this makes sense I'd sign on for that
1: yeah like oh we're gonna try it I do um one uh, two other things I liked I did like when we saw the fire damage we actually kind of saw what it looked like when she does it to people um like that one scene they lingered on with the dude in the car like that looked fucking the makeup effects in that scene looked really good. Yeah, we just never got a lot of that. No, like, we never we got like two scenes of it, I'd say. And
0: like, they didn't do really anything evil enough to justify their complete destruction. Like in the book and in the movie from the 80s, it's like, yeah, these guys, you know, had his had her mom killed. But also they've like they killed a lot of people using this experiment. We saw all that. Yeah, like they've you know, they captured Andy and Charlie, manipulated both of them, you know, tortured them to get their powers out. Like we hate these guys. And in this one, it's like, why do we hate these guys? You know, yeah, Rainbow acted alone on a lot of this shit.
1: Yeah, it, they even established it like she's not supposed to be calling him. Like, he's off the books doing this. Yeah. Whereas in the original film, he was on the books. He was very much still involved with the shop. And also not psychic. Yeah, I don't know why they included him as having powers. Um, that was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With that, before I get into like that whole ending, because I do kind of want to talk about Rainbird quite a bit uh, for a little bit, because I was weird how they portrayed him. One quick last positive I have is that I really fucking John Carpenter can do goddamn no wrong when it comes to scoring music. Holy shit, John Carpenter could
0: score just you know anything. Like he could, he could score a silent film of a dude taking a shit, and it would be the most amazing thing ever. He's that good,
1: and that's kind of what he did here. <laughs> I just think of like some dude taking a shit in the most epic synth score to ever <laughs> be heard. I'm picturing the
0: music from Prince of Darkness is like ba ba like bra, like evil synth. This dude just oh, I would love it if he's like fully aware and he's like every fucking time.
1: I would, <laughs> I would love the music from like Halloween Carols or the Halloween new ones before it does like that loud noise it does. What is it? As soon as you get ready to find you, it does the fucking loud pickup noise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, his music is the standout here. I love I I want Carpenter just randomly say, like, yeah, I'll do that one. Yeah, I want that one. just randomly score movies
1: with no announcement. I want that so bad. All right. Can you imagine an MCU film? Let's say, what if we had gotten a Dr. The Doctor Strange sequel, not just with Sam Raimi directing, but John Carpenter scoring it there's always blade stay alive on me john carpenter stay alive
0: (laughs) well hey i I know this is morbid but even if he if we do lose god forbid if we lose john we got cody
1: i want you to know that when that news whenever if that news happens i will be out of commission for a week for all podcasts we will take a
0: we will take a a one week leave of absence out of respect
1: (laughs) I will be an inconsolable mess. Yeah. I, mean. I don't want
0: to see that news.
1: You, you you saw you got a taste of it when you had to tell me the West Craven news because you had gotten you told me before I saw, and you, you got a taste of that, and how I was quite sad and being up. It, it will probably be worse for carpenter if not on the same level. Yeah, I
0: understand. These people are vastly important to our lives. Um, um,
1: but with that said, yeah, his his fucking score God damn that man can score like it seems so effortless like i see i've seen videos of him him composing it's just like
0: like, no look on his face of excitement just like all right there it is it's it's his most epic synth like frightening exciting score that he just pulled out of his ass in like five minutes it's It's so
1: yeah And I love how like he's explained his process where like they give him the script. He starts kind of getting ideal when he's reading the script, and then they'll send him the footage, and he'll look at it and be like, "Okay." Uh, And then he's just like, "I'm sure there's a lot going up in the head," but like what we see is a man just kind of sitting back, just going.
0: I'd love if he was like seeing the footage and he's like, "This
1: movie kind of sucks," but I'll try. (laughs) (laughs) Barrel, yeah. You know that meme of like uh, Phil Collins didn't have to go hard for us for Tarzan but he did and it like the piano on fire. I want that with John Carpenter and his synthesizer. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. I mean, even his
0: shitty movies have the best music.
1: He doesn't have to. He's like, it's almost like he's like, no, 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 no. This is a John Carpenter film. Okay. Like,
0: My, I'm scoring this. Yeah. Like if you, Ghost of Mars sucks. Let's be honest here. But that music is
1: bitching. Oh yeah, it's almost. I wish I was like. I almost I was like. Okay, so look, man, try doing a bad score for once, just the shits and giggles. And he's like looking at him like, "Are you stupid?" I'm drawing goddamn carpenter. I don't do a bad score. I should out gold on that synthesizer.
0: <laughs> I I do love that that the one time where he's like, I don't feel like it. Any more Kone stepped in. And it's like I'll give you. I'll give you one for the thing.
1: <laughs> and it's like. Fuck yeah! It even feels like Carpenter. It's still good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's like I got I should, this. I when I was first getting into film, really in Carpenter, I remember thinking like, oh yeah, that's a good Carpenter score. And then as I got older and I looked, I was like, oh shit, that wasn't Carpenter. I was like, that sounds so much like his score, though. I know. It's crazy.
0: Uh, you should check out this album he did called the Anthology from a couple years ago, where he redid all of his film themes in like a modern twist, and they're all a little bit different so bitching he did um everything from uh, dark star to vampires holy shit yeah it's beautiful <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, god yeah carpenter can fucking kill it but on that let's let's talk about rainbird because uh i'm with you on my feeling like michael gray eyes does fantastic yeah i have no issues with the performance. Yeah, he, he was great. With... Yeah, I have all the issues with the organization. And when we first meet him and he's being an assassin and stuff like that, even with the powers at first, I was like, that's weird. But again, the performance was doing enough for me to forgive. Like, I was like, okay, I believe he's a silent fucking, like, don't want to fuck with this guy. Like, yeah. he will kill you. No problem.
0: Yeah. I'm a little bit tired of the, like, I heard you were the best, you know, trope. <laughs>
1: It's like John Wick brought it back in such a badass way that everyone's like, well, we need to do that. I was like, well, no, it worked for that because you had a good fucking movie surrounding that tired trope. They always forget that part. Like, you can't
0: just replicate John Wick. You need to actually make something that people care about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's a lot of elements of that film that people like.
0: So it's always, it's always laugh when, like, something comes out that's, like, revolutionary and exciting. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the sadness ends up being a huge hit. I wonder what kind of shitty knockoffs we're going to see.
1: I'm I'm scared because I know immediately the first thing is going to be like going to be it's just shocking for the sake of shocking with no more story behind it, or they're going to be like here's the you know social commentary, but we can't go as hard as that film did. Like we need to calm down, and I'm like then you're the point will not be made.
0: <laughs> well, then why are you here?
1: Yeah, like are you, you, know, skull
0: you, don't to, you don't yeah you don't show up to skull fuck and you know bail say so like well no i think i'll just you know go for the throat that's not this kind of party <laughs> we are here for a reason
1: it was on the flyer why are you here i would love like the director's like getting all these pictures he's like look man i don't know what party you think you're at but we skull fuck in this movie we have blood orgies so what the fuck are you bringing to the table huh I hope one day
0: to conduct a job interview where I get to ask that question. Like I don't care, I don't know what the job's gonna be, but like in this in this company, we skull fuck. So what do you what are you adding to this? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But yeah, like if you're gonna Americanize this shit, no one's like it's gonna suck.
1: Yeah. And then, like to me, and this is the biggest thing, this was the biggest thing, and I'm sure you have a few things to say. The ending involving gray eyes. After he sat there, murdered her mom, hunted her down, and you know, what was the original film made a point, and again, this is right. So you have the original film that just said, Hey, we're gonna like because apparently double down and get George C. Scott. And then further car triple down later with fucking Malcolm McDowell. Um, but at the very least, he's gonna bring it performance-wise and make you believe those scenes where he's tricking her into being her friend, stuff like that, and that's being built up and it in that it works. This one, it's like they went, Hey, we're gonna actually still give you the good performance, give you a native American this time, but we're gonna completely butcher characterization. I was
0: I feel like somebody, you know with the trailer they were giving me a candy bar and then i took a bite and it was a piece of dog shit that's what it felt like with this movie i'm like i'm finally getting my my john rainbird from the book and no i'm not
1: (laughs) no apparently after he at first i didn't mind the part where he was going let her kill him i thought oh okay that's an interesting way to take this okay the man's atoning for the battery that I can take it and she when she started I was like no kill him. F- fucking kill him do it fucking do it and then like she doesn't and we have the scene where he comes out takes her hand and apparently is like going to hope raise her now after he murdered her her mom which eventually led to the secret murder for dad if you really want to bu- but you're, he murdered her family yeah. Well and
0: like I just never bought a relationship between uh Andy and Charlie there there was a, like too much resentment there that I just I didn't buy that they loved each other it reminded me of the uh, the 2019 God of War at the beginning when Kratos is like boy like I don't love you <laughs> like that's the vibe I got of like yeah there's no love here she's just
1: stuck with him then just proceeds to call him boy throughout the goddamn game So they didn't come up with a name. It's a, it's Atreus. He knows that. I know, but that the, what's funny is that you know why he says it so much. He says boy so much. They came up with the name at the last minute. The Atreus. Oh my god! Already recorded the dialogue with him saying boy.
0: That is fucking crazy. Have you heard the outtakes of God of War? now there's dialogue where the guy fucks up in create in character where like and he'll just add stuff like there's a scene where freya told kratos to like look for something and he he forgot the line and he's like don't tell me what to do i'm the fucking god of war <laughs> and like walks away and it's so funny anyway
1: i went real quick i don't want to go back I remember yeah, the, the video game video game awards that year. Um him and the, the kid who played Atreus did the presenter one of the awards and they gave the fucking thing to the kid and he pulled it out. He just was staring at you could tell it was a bit, but he was just staring at it, and the dude's looking at him, and he also he just goes, Read it, boy. To <laughs> audience lost its fucking mind. This was like literally, you know, after the not until like a couple months after the game came out. So people were just like yeah, like you know, fucking losing their mind because it's become a meme at this point. How much he says boy, yeah, in the goddamn game. Um, so yeah, they had the nice uh, they they've they've reacted well to that, and yes, they they played fun with it at the video game awards that year.
0: That's awesome. Can't wait for Ragnarok,
1: but yeah, the beginning of
0: that game reminded me of this relationship of just like a you know, parent who clearly doesn't want this fire breathing child. <laughs> it's like, I gotta deal with this now. And then to to force her to kill him completely undermines her hatred of the shop that drives her to destroy the whole place in the in the book. Like Rainbird kills her father, and then she brutally kills Rainbird out of revenge and burns his fucker to the ground, the whole place. Like it's a it's the, the climax of the book. It's a big moment, and we don't get it. We get like she kills a couple of people, blows up a facility she knew nothing about, and then Rainbird picks her up and carries her down a beach.
1: Yeah. I remember when the when the credits rolled, I even I had a moment of like, oh wait, that's it. That's it's it's credits now.
0: I also find it funny that every movie that even remotely involves Carpenter has the exact same font in the opening credits. Why is that?
1: I don't know. Studio There's
0: 666, a... Firestarter, and
1: Halloween kills all had the same font. This <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, This film had the exact same goddamn poster as the 84 film. They weren't trying very hard to begin with. At least they didn't have the paragraph of
0: text explaining what this movie was about, which the 80s poster had. Like, this is Charlie. She has firepower. Her parents were in an experiment.
1: (laughs) So many, like, (laughs) 80s and even the decades before that, their posters do that shit. Like, 80s and prior have so many movie posters where essentially they put, like, the fucking plot on the movie poster.
0: I guess because you couldn't just you couldn't go home and look up the trailer like you had to go to the movies and hope they played the trailer for a movie you wanted to see. And then if you wanted to see that trailer again, you had to see the movie again.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And also for a long time, movies were roadshow attractions for anything. They just went to different cities. So you just had to hope it made it to you. Isn't
0: that crazy that like it was like a concert. You just hope it come to your town so you could see it.
1: That's, that's insane. And I hope the quality was good because it was like one fucking real film of highly, you know, destructible film where we're just being tossed to a new place. I'm so
0: glad I'm a film buff now and not in like
1: 1962.
0: God. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have the man who shot Liberty Valance? I thought it was coming here this week. What do you mean June? <laughs> like, it fell off the truck. <laughs> it fell, that could fucking happen. The real could get lost in the desert somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but Firestarter sucked. I'm
1: giving this a four. You actually give something below a five. Yeah, below
0: it was the buildup. It was the anticipation it, and it was the complete like just ignoring of King's source material, which I can't fucking stand when they do this to a book that I read and enjoyed. Like, why did you even want to make this into a movie?
1: You know, I when I when I texted you, I, I felt like I accidentally came off as attacking you, and I felt anger, and I was like, "Oh God, yeah, you I not mean to anger you?" You
0: opened a door <laughs> that was slightly open, and you, you, yeah, you forced it open, and it all of that kind of went at you.
1: I was like, and "That's why I was like, I didn't mean to." I was just like, legitimately wondering the stance here, why, why the line's drawn, and then when you explained, it, I was like, "Oh, well, okay, I get that. That that's fair." <laughs> Like, i'm not unreasonable i don't ask for much <laughs> it's it just funny i it was like hey, hey i'm not i'm not coming at you goddamn <laughs> just wondering yeah
0: it's i just think you know if i read the book and i enjoyed the book and you want to make a movie of the book and you don't use the book why did you even want to fucking make this movie
1: yeah and yeah no i get that and i'm one of those that like if you're gonna make devi- and i think i kind of i know i said it, i was like if you're gonna make deviations at least have the heart of the the soul of the story be intact yeah that's yeah, why like the mist didn't bother me
0: the ending is much different
1: oh yeah, the, yeah. The movie
0: and then the story but the the soul of it is still there
1: yeah and i i actually prefer the ending of the movie to the book i'm just you too it. actually and so um, does so does stephen king yeah it's far better ending. yeah um even you know i know king hates the shining and i there is elements enough there for me to go like no there is elements from the book still there enough for me to get behind what Kubrick's doing yeah it's 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 very deep it's very cold and it's very deep but it's well, and
0: also you know personally i saw the shining years before i read the book and that can have an effect like i'm sure this doesn't bother you that much because you never read firestarter
1: well and that's what i've been saying this is probably why oh, like, it probably doesn't affect me as much because i haven't had the chance to read firestarter yet there's plenty of Stephen king books i've read that i'm sure if they they oh well dark terror i saw dark tower after i had read Mm-hmm. All of the fucking books I've read, the comic book, the prequel yep. comic book series, I have consumed Dark Tower. So when I saw that movie, and my excitement turned quickly into anger, and yep. anyone that was like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad," I'm like, "Fuck you! It was terrible. How dare you say that?"
0: Yeah, see that
1: there it is. <laughs> there's
0: there's what I felt towards Firestarter, Dark Tower level resentment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh God fuck that i look not not to give any any hints to um the movie the, the the movie schedule but before you remind me of a certain film you want to do for a certain other adaptation coming out i had ran down the dark tower on the schedule because i was like you know what let's go down that travesty again but then i was like oh wait connor at- requested a certain one i was like let's do that instead and then i don't have to watch it again <laughs> well i mean it's up to you like nope we are doing your request. Shut okay, your okay. whore mouth. Uh, you're you're
0: welcome. <laughs> yeah. Good, all right. That but, uh, makes more sense anyway. Uh, yeah. Dark Tower. Tower.
1: I don't want to watch that again. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I, so that's what I say. I, I get it. And I say like, if you're going to like six, so, I understand when it comes to like film or TV, whatever you're adapting the medium to, it's not going to translate as well. That what was written in the book, especially when, king people talk about it all the time it's very fucking hard to adapt king with the way he writes characters yeah um but if you're just doing it completely forgoing anything that makes sense in regards with the book had established and just saying oh we don't really care, care. You, can't feel, yeah, you can't even feel the soul or anything i i i get it and based off what you're telling me how the book goes and what they did here for changes it, it's actually kind of lower in my school because i'm like you oh, know i don't like that as much like I like the idea that she kills a rainbird and burns it down. Like that was all that sounds like a better build up than what we got here. Um yeah. So yeah, I I, I get it. I do. I, I I get it. And it does it does suck because, like, like you said, it wasn't even that long ago that we got it chapter one in 2017, not that long ago. And we were all like, Oh shit, it's back, and you know, Castle Rock came and we're like, oh shit, here yeah. we go.
0: And then we got Dr. Sleep, which I thought was a faithful adaptation and a really good cool movie.
1: So fucking pissed still that no one fucking saw that in theaters. Yeah. That was I think that tragedy. proved
0: that, like, they don't have to try as hard. And I think that's what happened. I think if Dr. Sleep had been a huge hit, they would have tried harder on some of these.
1: Yes. I'm thinking, like, they looked at me like, oh, we kill you. you, don't have to try because they don't care. Because I know a lot of people, I like it chapter two more than most but I know a lot of people that do not like it. And I understand where the from because how much they hyped, how scary it was going to be, how more intense it was going to be. Yeah. And it was actually much fun. It was more funny. And a lot of the scares were taken or cut away to do a fucking joke. A lot of the times I noticed, or even I was like, wait, this isn't. Well,
0: it, it part one is, is scarier. It's a more well put together movie. It chapter two is way too fucking long. It's like almost three hours long. Yeah, it does not need to be. I've gone back and watched the first it a couple times. I've only seen it two once at the movies. I just I thought it was good, but it's it's too much.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with like again, like most, but again, even I'm like, nah, chapter ones the better film. Like this one's good, but I don't I don't have an urge to go back to it as much as I do the first one. Yeah. Um, and then Pet Cemetery, again, I thought it was decent enough, but still missed the mark for me i know for a lot of people they fucking really despise it i still think the marketing decision to fucking just put put that out in the marketing was horrendous yeah i think that for
0: me i think gerald's game might be the best uh recent stephen king adaptation
1: mike uh, Mike flanagan again and yeah look at yeah the new darabont (laughs) It's interesting. It's, what's interesting is he picks the stuff that people can't are saying are impossible, too. Like, so many people said, like, of all his books, Sherrod's game is the most impossible book to adapt because of what the story is, and he said, hold my beer. Well, I don't want to say hold my beer because he's a... He was an alcoholic. He's sober now. Hold my drink. There you go. That was I learned a lot... I yes, I learned a lot of this stuff after he wrote a very nice article on Blade discussing but i and how personal that Show was the him, and a loss of stuff it touched with things that affected him in life. Well, he um, killed
0: it with Gerald's game. Yeah, um,
1: was, I, I, he- I haven't seen it yet, but I heard you fucking crushed it. That is one of his, yeah. one of King's
0: weirdest and most uncomfortable books, and I can see why people were like, "How do you make this into a movie?" But Flanagan pulled it off so well. There's a scene in that movie that is one of the most the,
1: the handcuffs. I oh, heard, yeah, heard about how intense that is. <laughs> <and graphic.
0: laughs> um, yeah. but it is possible, and you know, to to stay with the source material while also putting your own spin on it and making it your own, you can do it. Mike Flanagan well, has done it twice.
1: I will say, I, I, I can't speak on behalf of, um, draws game, but in the case of Dr. Sleep, he definitely pulled that off. Cause again, the impossible task of that was like, he wanted to make a movie that was both a sequel to the book or an adaptation of the book, but a sequel to the goddamn movie. That's nothing like the book. And he pulled that off. So we like, you were saying he maintained the heart, he maintained the core, Themes of the story while still making it a sequel to the original film and still having enough deviations to make it his own thing, but it still worked in the context of it being a king adaptation. Yeah. Whereas Keith Thomas just said, eh, fuck it.
0: Which is kind and of the crazy. It's is like
1: his second movie. And the writers. Let's not, I'm not going to put the blame on Keith Thomas because he got handed the script. Yeah, and but he, he could have after. said, like, he could have done, like, well, maybe we, you know, go f- closer to the book or something like what's this maybe i don't i don't know who to blame with this because blumhouse man like they'll have like something like the invisible man or halloween 2018 and then they'll have something like this black christmas 2019 where i'm like what fantasy island Well, i'm just like what the fuck well, is going on blumhouse what production companies you know they put a
0: lot of their chips on a lot of different projects they're not all going to be winners i get that i don't put a lot of blame on blumhouse uh, this goes. This goes to the to the writer mainly, and the director. I think. Yeah, and, I'll say
1: writer director in this case. Yeah. God damn it. Because I, I don't know if any production now if production issues come to light then yeah you can put some you can definitely put blame on Blumhouse but I don't know of any production issues on this film. I love
0: that in this episode we got a future potential epic filmgasm episode of the sadness, and we got a really disappointing potential beyond the bad episode. With fire
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah, that sucks. Um, if it wasn't for the sadness, this would have been a shit week. Know, I'm so glad sadness came out the week it came out.
0: Yeah, and sorry I didn't get to watch Operation Mince Meat, which I I want to see still, but you know, time got away from me, and uh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I know, I know. We you said you know so I might be surprised, but if uh, Austin wants to. I don't know if he if I don't know if he has shutter or not, but if he does and he wants to brave, because I know Austin listens to a lot of our episodes. If he wants I, to brave one day, the sadness.
0: He's, he's got a three year old walking around. I think he might have to pick his moment.
1: With that's what I'm saying. Yes. When he, if he has a moment, Austin, if you're listening, if you have a moment, because do not show this film around your three year old for God's sakes.
0: Oh my God!
1: And you're willing to take the plunge of some truly depraved stuff. Check out the Sadness. I think you might be surprised by how good it is. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I think that about wraps it up for us here.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't watch Firestar. You're you're fine.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad I didn't watch this in the theaters. I would have been so pissed.
1: Yeah, I should have just stayed home and watched it on Peacock, especially because technically I I was supposed to because of my whole like resting my toe bullshit. But I was like, Oh, I got the ticket. Just be safe. <laughs> I could have gotten it reimbursed. Bruce, I just didn't want to.
0: Well, that's on you.
1: <laughs> Men better be good.
0: It, it's a twenty-four doing a horror movie, so I don't fucking know. I can't. Ju- I can't gauge this by the critics. I don't know.
1: I mean, they did X, so yeah, but they did it comes at night. You you, you don't let grudges go. You not don't. when it's
0: not when it happens to me repeatedly. No, you don't. You don't <laughs> let them forget. Goddamn, no, it keeps happening. St. Maud, Like, I remember all of these. Ugh. But Men Everything looks promising. Everybody... It's also all
1: we've got. It's, yeah, it's another, like, it's amazing what happens when we're not having a year of, like, delayed films all coming out in one goddamn weekend.
0: We picked the wrong fucking year to watch this show. Last year. Jesus Christ, that was burnout like I'd never experienced before. It
1: was literally, like, Well, we can't release this shit in 2020. So 2021, here we go.
0: Yep. Open wide.
1: Here it comes. In 2022, they're like, no, this is a normal year where we have like the occasional super big film coming out and then like mostly like one small thing coming out.
0: Last year, we got positively skull fucked with movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. (laughs) And don't worry, next week, I know for a fact, next week's shutter film, not nearly as extreme. It's actually a documentary that I'm looking forward to on uh, the found footage subgenre of horror.
0: Oh, I might watch that one as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, cool. it's all about found footage and it looks pretty good. And I'm, I'm a sucker for a good documentary, especially that era of film because it's a very interesting era for me. It's when, when we got our report and we're like, found footage? Let's do that. <laughs> it's weird how horror always has these waves. Yeah, it's- now, right now, to me, the wave is so unpredictable because I thought it was a Stephen King Renaissance, which I mean is happening, just not the way I think we are assumed it was going to happen. And it looks like the slasher Renaissance might be what actually goes back into full swing.
0: Wish the sadness would open the floodgates for just depraved zombie movies.
1: I keep hope. I am waiting for the day that like torture porch, torture torture porch, torture porn.
0: <laughs> I thought you said torture porridge. I'm like, what's that? I don't know. Aggressive oatmeal?
1: <laughs> I'm waiting for the day where, like, since apparently this is all, you know, uh, it's all a cycle. It's all a vicious soaker that we're living. Eventually, the, the the torture porn era that a lot of people, a lot of older horror fans love to fucking turn their noses at. But I fucking, you know, I was a teenager, so it's very important. Take, uh, year, years of film for me. Yeah. I'm waiting for the day that, that, like, gets its love again, and we start seeing, like you said, with the sadness, like, just these extreme mainstream again fucking horror films come out
0: a lady in this re- yeah in, the, in this week's movie a lady got skull fucked a dude cutting off his foot means nothing to me now like, bring it on i don't care you're gonna you're gonna affect me with that shit try you better,
1: harder you better be careful with this because this is how i end up watching stuff like a serbian film and i become a much more changed no not nope never happened not not sure. with that one Sure. 100%. I feel like not watching I gotta, I'm
0: not watching a dude fuck a baby. It's not happening.
1: I feel like I got to get you to watch this movie.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> I would like to maintain some joy and excitement in life. So don't take that away from me.
1: I still have joy and excitement. You just, it's different now. <laughs> See, that's no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible endorsement.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Feel free to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Filmgasm Productions. Uh, Check out the website, filmgasm.com, where we have reviews, articles, and trailers of upcoming films, as well as all of our episodes of of all four shows. You can email us at filmgasm at gmail.com or send us a message to the socials for uh, recommendations or feedback or whatever you want to say. If you want to support the show, you can click on support this podcast on your preferred provider. We appreciate it. Next week, we'll be discussing the A24 horror film Men, starring Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. All the buzz surrounding this film appears to be positive. I'm sure it's going to make for an interesting episode. And uh, we'll also try to check out that uh, found footage documentary. It sounds intriguing.
1: Yeah, I'm for sure going to check it out. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I've got an event that I will tell you about after this that might get in the way of me watching that. So hopefully, I'll get to it. If not, you will, you will share. <laughs> um, don't miss Bronson on Wednesday's Filmgasm, Green Lantern on Friday's Beyond the Bad, and Ex Machina on Oscar Sunday. Have a great week. Keep watching movies.